Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 198, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, the yeah! production of iHeartRadio. That's right. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Monday, August 16th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Chugga, 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 doo, doo. <laughs> Because I chug some dew, baby. That is courtesy of Aunt Triffy, and it is to the tune of a train, as they put it, okay. uh, which I appreciated. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's the most fucking awful time of the year because the students are coughing and parents are scoffing at mandates they fear it's the worst fucking time of the year okay that was i was just thinking that to myself because i saw that old you're staples just writing commercial. your own you're a, you're a singer songwriter all of a sudden uh you know your, of your aka is i've just been working thing. it out in therapy and you know my therapist <laughs> has been like embrace that part of yourself yeah, you know you don't have to be good man. at something to say that you do that and i'm like i don't have, any, <laughs> I I don't have a record really deal good, and she's like fuck that, that sing beautiful. your song yeah. So shout out to Speak Dr. Shemitra James. Sing your truth. Uh, Shemitra James, eh? I got that. It's my therapist. All right. She said I could say her name. I was she like, did? you know, I could keep it. Lo- yeah, she's like, I don't mind if you tell people. I'm like, all right, then. Good. In fact, I yeah. wouldn't mind if you did. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the comedian and thought leader behind Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born takes place in an alternate reality where 9-11 never took place. Oh, they are a TV writer and producer whose work you can see on a couple small outlets called Netflix and Cartoon Network. You may have heard of them. Uh, you can hear them on Jack AM, Hot and Rich. This podcast is self-care. Please welcome the hilarious Kate Ray. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's so oh good to be goodness. back here. Welcome back, the here. yellow one. Yes. What a dream. What a dream. Yes. Wait, a lot, a lot. Of, you have subdued yellow look today. Just pops of yellow today. So I am wearing a black and white checkered shirt with pops of sunflowers on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did invent yellow and I do almost exclusively wear yellow, but I've shifted my style into slutty, crazy taxi summer. Ooh, which is my right. current fashion theme. Yes, so I'm wearing I'm wearing anything that would like kind of be a yellow like 1960s taxi, so like lots of checkers. Black and white checkers have made their way into my fashion along right, right, with right. yellow. Any yes. like Abba Zabba type so it's like Abba Zabba sort of aesthetic as Yes, well? exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, Abba yeah. Zabba aesthetic. I mean, you know, we'll get into the seasons. Technically it is summer, but I think it's fall. Right. So sure. I should update the theme. The seasons but, are a state yes. of mind, obviously. Seasons are obviously a state of mind. Abba Zabba, what a pool. I haven't had I forgot Abba about Abba Zabba. In, I don't fuck with Abba days. Zabba. You know, I'm that's how bad fucking how uh what is it? Half baked fucked me up because that's like a scene where he's like, Abba Zabba, you're my only friend. And he eats <laughs> an Abba Zabba. And I remember always seeing it at seven eleven, I'm like, man, this shit look like a weird ass cab. And yeah. then because I fell in love with half baked, then I started eating them. I'm like, actually, these are kind of good. Mm. Yeah, it's long lasting fun. I don't think I've had an Abba Zabba since like I was like trick or treating age. Yeah. See, and in my neighborhood, I was I, I don't know, for whatever reason, there was not Abba Zabba's being handed out where I had like never encountered it in a Halloween 
you know, out in the wild until I did it myself at a 7-Eleven. So I don't know, just to give you an idea of my struggle as a child. Kate, I just discovered your magnum opus about why Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born takes place in an alternate reality where 9-11 never took place. Yes, and yes. I'm convinced. Um, can you tell the people, give them a Thank little, you. it can't be fully encapsulated in just, you know, a teaser, but just to right. give, they, they need to go check it out, watch the, watch the entire uh, PowerPoint presentation themselves. But, Thank you. Yes. It is a 20 plus minute <laughs> video essay where I make the very strong case that Bradley Cooper's A Star is Born starring Lady Gaga is a movie that takes place in an alternate reality where 9-11 never happened. There's a lot of, you know, things to strengthen that thesis statement that I... You could just go to my pinned tweet. It's my pinned tweet yes. at Kate Raft. But, you know, one of the things is that Alec Baldwin was like... The get the host of SNL when Ali was the musical guest for the season finale, and I, I thought this was back when you know the movie came out. Trump was president, yeah, and Trump Alec was doing all the all the Trump impressions. And I was like, "There's no way Alec would be the host of the season finale if this was a universe where Trump was president." And then I like did a lot of thinking, and I realized Trump never got elected because nine eleven never happened, and yeah. Mm. There's so many more things, but that's yeah. just one of them. Yeah, the level of fame I, f I found very compelling. That like he is pre nine eleven famous. He's yeah, not... he's like his genre is like countryish rock, which like <laughs> <Right>. just <laughs> isn't like a thing that is as popular as it is in the movie. Right, right. Universe. Yeah. It and it kind of was headed in that direction. Like Wilco was getting really popular. Right, like, right as nine eleven hit. And it's like, what What if we kept going on that trajectory? Exactly. And I think that if the Dixie Chicks didn't get canceled for saying George Bush was bad, mm -hmm. there would have been a more like politically ambiguous country music scene. Mm. Whereas like after 9-11, I feel like it became way more like conservative. Yeah. Right. That's so, so if 9-11 you know, never right. happened, it would be more like everybody would listen to country instead of it being like this, like politicized, like we love America genre. Yeah. Yeah. That so, it like, yeah, took Bradley's, a shift. The, the film is meant to ask, get the audience to examine what our world would have looked like. Had we not just launched into this failed war on terror. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And as we get to the 20 year anniversary of nine 11 next month, mm -hmm. I think it's important for people to watch my PowerPoint. Yeah, really. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it it's so good it's so convincing thank People you need to check it out all right kate we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment okay, first a uh, few of the things we're talking about we're gonna kick it off maybe with quentin tarantino this is a silly little story but i think it explains a lot about america a lot of what to it yeah so we'll talk about that we'll talk about this being that most wonderful time of the year when we return to school and just check in with america how's How's that going? Uh, we'll talk about Caitlyn Jenner's run for California governor. Very serious run, Jack. Very, Very serious. Ser please say that. Very yes. serious run. Sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, not, not put that disclaimer in there. Yeah, yeah. We will talk about the eviction ban and rent relief programs and why they're so damn complicated by design. And before we get to know 
our guest just a little bit better. Uh, Miles, mm-hmm. we have to tell the listeners about yep. August 25th, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're bringing you the year 2000. Speaking of pre-9-11, mm-hmm. we're talking the year 2000. Uh, we're doing the zeitgeist. You come for the daily zeitgeist. We're giving you the entire year 2000 zeitgeist in a live streaming, audio, visual, interactive extravaganza. Yes. Hop in the chat. Talk with us. Talk with our special guest, Chris Crofton, uh, who will be there with his time traveler takes from the year 2000. Yeah. And again, it's going to be going off. There will be a little chat window. We'll get to talk to y'all. It'll be more than just a one way street, a two way street, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get your tickets at momenthouse.com slash the daily zeitgeist to get your tickets. And don't worry if you're working, like we've said a hundred times before, there is a video on demand option so you can watch it at your leisure. But you got to get a ticket. And that link will be in the footnotes, footnotes? Uh, just in case, you know, and we'll, we'll notes. check out the handles, you know, check out yeah. the socials. We'll have to look at the description baby. of this episode and you can find the link right there. Yeah. All right. Kate. Hello. Hello. Sorry for all of that. Uh, <laughs> oh, the no, people have I to know. It. The people have to know. People got to know. know. I needed to know. I needed to hear that, too. Yes. Thank you. Know? Yes. Uh, other than thing. just searching for our live show after you just heard us tease it right there. <laughs> what is something from your search history? OK, so I just I had to check because I couldn't remember. And I looked and it was it was Craigslist electric scooter because I really want to buy like I want someone to have like stolen a lime or a bird scooter and like oh, right. converted it so that it's no longer like, you know, an app scooter. And I want to buy it from someone on Craigslist. Like I want to do a shady scooter deal. Right. I don't want to be the one to convert the the stolen scooter, but I want to buy like a stolen I buy app a stolen scooter. property. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy like a stolen app scooter <laughs> off of Craigslist. Like I'll- so bad. I really want it. I want to like zip around Echo Park in like a in like one of these like scooters, but I don't want to have, I want to like just buy it. Right. Someone who did the work. An owned and operated scooter. I love it. Yeah. Has there been no, there's nothing like that? I don't, there has to be. There there definitely has to be. I I was like, I didn't, I didn't search that hard. It's still a journey (laughs) I want. If you're listening to this and you live in LA, please, I will buy the scooter from you. I want one. Wink, wink. You know, uh, I'll buy. <laughs> allegedly, one. Oh, allegedly, I'll I'll take it off your hands <laughs> to repair it myself and then return it to yeah. the rightful owner. Obviously, because yes. I'm in obviously. scooter recovery. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I'm not even trying. Shopping carts. <laughs> I'm just openly doing crimes on this podcast. Yeah, That's no, it's fine. not it's even fine. trying to hide it. That's what we're here for. Nobody listens to it. Don't. Worry oh yeah, I uh, I sell catalytic converters that I steal off of cars on the side. <laughs> anyway, you go on the footnotes, <laughs> footnotes. There's a link for that too. But I'd imagine if you were looking for one, you would go to like a scooter, like an e-scooter repair place, you know, like because I'm thinking of like a 90s movie where where it's like eight millimeter and you're like, how do I fucking get down? Like first you got to get an orbit of the scene. And then from there be like, who are the shadiest cats? You know, they're like, oh, that's Rick. And then (laughs) Rick's probably then Rick leads you to like those limes. Like he's like, I have a first gen lime scooter if you're looking for it. yes i need a guy like that like i feel like there's a guy there's got to be a guy probably like on my block that does that i just have to find it or if you work for the companies let us know how to just make it ourselves you know is there some tracking chip in there i'm sure there is that's how they find you and tell you not to (laughs) sell them in front of the metro station but you know what are the secrets here yeah yeah i I like the idea of 
somebody just trying to open their own like one scooter like an indie taxi cab company just a shady indie scooter <laughs> yeah <laughs> we like, just oh, you got could the one. use that or uh you could use mine okay how about this kate would you buy one if someone it said it's an above board scooter but it's meant to look they got all the body pieces on it so it looks exactly like an app scooter but it's actually above board not stolen and you can do whatever you want with it Honestly, like that's what I was expecting to find. I right. I just think it'd be funny to find someone that like stole it and spray painted it black or something. Like, <laughs> right. but like I actually like genuinely just want an electric scooter. I would do it above board, of course. Right, but um, at the end of the day, bonus if it bonus yeah. if it looks like one of the the app ones. But yeah. like, My God, I just like was... I li- I live I live it on a hill, and I'm like so sick of like walking up and down it, and I'm like would love just like a little yeah. help, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that would be not only a a, a very commonly stolen uh, piece of property, but I feel like the police wouldn't even blame the people after they stole them if you had a private scooter that looked exactly like a lime scooter and somebody just like came through and like took it. They'd be like, well, that's the problem. <laughs> kind of have to <laughs> cut them a break on this one. That's pretty funny. I love that idea. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? summer i'm over it i'm done mm, it's, fall. it's fall already huh it's fall it is fall but i'm over like it being hot i don't have ac right now it's a mess and i'm over it i know this is like this is a basic answer but i'm done i'm done with summer right i mean because what last time you were here we were like i think it was like the end of april so yeah I feel like we had eyes. It was like er, the vaccine optimism was up. Everyone was like, ooh, because it's up. Right. Then it's stuck. And we're ready to go out there. And now, did you go, did you have a bit of a, like, were you feeling hot vac summer? And then you're like, I'm off this shit. Fuck it. It's all fucked up. Oh, it's I went, I went so hard. Like, I was so strict during, like, most of the pandemic. Yeah, and then same. as soon as I got vaxxed, I went so hard. I was like... I went to Vegas. I went to Catalina Island. I like went on like trips with friends. I like went like dancing without a mask inside and packed like clubs and like mm-hmm. I you know I went super hard and you then dance yourself clean too that one. I didn't go to I went oh. to, I would dance at Akbar a lot and then I went to like some warehouse party that I paid twenty five dollars for that was too expen- that was like not worth it but it was fun still <laughs> right right right. Wait, did you like, playing the LCD sound system song, or that's a party? That's the There's name like of a, a dance party. Got it. Yeah, it, was I like, it used to be at the satellite or something, right? <laughs> yeah, now it's like at the Terragram. Yeah, yeah, I go to yeah, <laughs> parties. <laughs> yeah, I was okay, there. Sure. I know. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm at Los Globos. I'm at Los Globos. Yeah, like I just every didn't know which oh, yeah. one you were I went to about, Los Globos. But... Yeah. I've been all around. Yeah, and now all the dance parties. I know. So, but but you've kind of but now what the summer? What's happened? What? Why are you soured on summer? I think it's too hot. I think the vibe is bad. Mm. You know, people are getting freaked out about Delta. Like, I think like I haven't decided like what I'm going to change about like I think I'm I think I have to stop going to maskless dance indoor dance parties for one. Yeah, it sounds like it. I think like so that's one thing I've had to stop doing. And now that that's not on the table, I'm over summer. I'm like, let's just get on with fall. I'm ready to just like have a pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. Dive headfirst into a pumpkin patch. Like, 
I, I just want fall. I want to go back <laughs> to school shopping. I'm not in school. Yeah. I haven't been for over a decade, but. Damn, that would be fun. I just, wow. I would, that feels like a fun time. I just, I would get so high and just buy back to school supplies. Like, but the version it's, I used to try to do when I was a kid and my mom was like, you ain't getting that fucking binder. I'm like, but it's, it's a five-star mead one. It's supposed <laughs> to last for at least two years. Those are the good, that's the good shit. The five-star yeah. mead binders with like the cloth covers. Yeah, and then you put the whiteout, you bomb that shit with the whiteout. You know what's up already. That whiteout pen. Yep. So good. Yeah, I also had that experience where my mom wouldn't let me like buy everything I wanted back to school shopping. So I do think as an adult this year, I'm going to like go full on back to school shopping. Then I'm going to give it, I'm just going to wait outside, but hey man, you want this shit? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just give it to like some cool kid outside of Target. I just needed the experience of like not saying no to myself in the back to school (laughs) shopping context because it's all peachy folders all the time. Do you guys have the same sense memory as me where the, like, it's kind of like a sweet eraser smell? Do you have that? Oh, yeah, that was oh, more yeah. in erasers that were like on Asian pencils and stuff like that. It was like that. It was different than that hard ass red rubber, like the colored mark. Like I remember yeah. I would have like these Japanese erasers that were like look like food and shit that I would bring back from Japan. Yeah. Why do they smell so delicious? I don't know. Probably to mask all the other terrible chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> they just spray like, it with a little yeah, like, this shit strawberry is fucking reeking. Get it. Kate, what is something you think is underrated? Well, to piggyback on what I thought was overrated. I'm going to say fall is underrated. I know everybody already likes fall, but they don't like it enough. It's mm. It should be longer. It should be all year round, even. Mm. Yeah. I think fall is a state of mind, and mm. I think it's underrated. What, what's the, what do you think people are overlooking? Like, what are the obvious reasons you think people like fall, and what are the reasons that you're like, but y'all are missing the whole other part? I think like people like that the weather's cooling down. People like that the leaves are changing. I mean, not here necessarily, but like right. in other parts of the country. I think people like just a, the cozy vibe. Mm-hmm. But I think what they don't. <clears throat> what's what's the underrated part about fall? The celebration of death and decay. We should celebrate <laughs> that more. Mm. We should yeah, lean embrace. into that. It's already a part of our culture, our world. Everyone's dying. The world is dying. Fall is a, is like literally leaves dying as a season. Right. Fall is the best like iconography too. It has yeah. like pumpkins are the coolest like icons of any season. I feel like icons, icons, and then like the spooky shit, like icon. <laughs> like it's like a fun like Halloween is so fun. Yeah, and like it's all like a fun goofy celebration of like you know goth shit which is like (laughs) right that's our world that we live in let's have some fun with it yeah let's have a let's have fall let's have let's turn every season into the goth season which is fall yeah which and we call it the fall like rather than just fall it's the fall like is yeah the fall of civilization i mean we're uh, in the fall of civilization yeah let's like let's celebrate the fall (laughs) (laughs) i wish I wish there was a climate that, like, Southern California is basically a summer around, like, year-round. It would be dope Mm -hmm. if there was a fall year-round, which is impossible because you can't be perpetually falling. But Is there, like, a place like that? There has to be. Like, what? But then then the the leaves can't. The leaves have to go back up on the tree. 
It can't Famously just leaves be. can't just always be. Yeah. <laughs> Famously. Yeah. Or it's just yeah. the freakiest think... tree. It keeps on like leaves <laughs> fall, then immediately green ones sprout, turn brown, then fall. And it's like, oh my yeah, God. It does it every day. We should get we should get like a tree to the beach that makes you turn old. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would be always changing colors, yeah. like constant, yeah. like every it, five oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, because it's rapid, rapid aging. Okay. Because it's time, it yeah. We figured so it out. The answer, Jack, is the beach from that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. right. Honestly, like, I loved that movie. That's another thing that's underrated is the movie Old. Oh, wow. That's Fucking the, great. I loved it. This is the it. first I've heard, the first positive take I've heard on it. Everyone hated it. Everyone said it was stupid. I'm here bravely saying that mm. the old, the beach that makes you old is a fucking great film. It gave Bravo. me a panic attack in the movie theater. That's powerful. I, I had Wait, to go legit? to the bathroom and yeah, I like it gave me like it stressed me out. <laughs> like I was so in it. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's a good movie. Like it sucked me in. I loved it. I love M. Night. I always have. I'm a big M. Night fan. Was there a wait? So it, just the concept of the film made you have a panic attack or just the stress of the film like sort of culminated at a certain point? You're like, OK, hold well, on. I need a second. I need a second. I need a second. I don't know. Maybe it says something about my mental state, but the movie freaked me out. I was like, oh, my God. Well, he, like, yeah, I know somebody who had a full blown like they went catatonic like they've like got locked up in a panic attack during the movie signs when the alien crosses the camera and the birthday party like footage. Like oh, they, they said well, they had to, a... like an ambulance had to be called and they had to stop the film because she basically was like, couldn't leave wow. her body. She was like, Oh my God. So I was like, I don't, I'm like, I guess his movies are powerful. <laughs> that was me during old. I don't know. It's, it is super embarrassing, but I had a massive panic attack. And then I left the theater being like, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Huh, kind of needed that. I don't know if I needed the panic attack or the movie, like, but it's so like, cathartic. Wow, like, it, I love a movie that, like, hurts me, you know? Oh, like yeah. a movie that's painful to watch. <laughs> I was yeah, like, give me more of that. Yes, daddy. Yeah, please. <laughs> Take me to the beach. Yes. I, it really fucked me up when the kids, like, went through puberty super fast and like became like adults i was like that is so fucked like there's something so <laughs> fucked up about that right. like oh no does it, it really show fucked that? me up yes well like, it doesn't show them like anamorphing but it you know they like have like several like sets of actors playing the kids like throughout their aging process oh wow it's yeah, like, you look in your mind, you hear, see like a werewolf transition yeah. scene. It's like, oh, <laughs> like pubic hair blowing out of their armpits yeah. and shit. Oh my God. They should have had that shot. They should have done that. <laughs> Sorry, this is a lot of spoilers for the movie Old. If you didn't know, uh, it, they'd get older in the movie. I, do I think, think that's the that only was... thing people know. Yeah, but... that's the one thing <laughs> that they got. How do they handle the clothing situation? Do, is it a Incredible Hulk situation oh, where right. they, they just, like, have... Kind of, like, I think, like, once they realize, like, the kids are, like, growing, like, the little boy, like, can't fit into his shorts anymore. Ah. Uh, so they, they they kind of address that. They have to, like, change clothes. I'm sure that was the first question fit into on their kid everyone's clothes. mind. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Clearly, they don't, they don't Hulk out, though. You're like, yeah. well, what, what about when they outgrow their clothes? Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the real stressor for me is the, the kids already grow outgrow their clothes. You get like three wears out of them. And now now you're telling me they're it's gonna, gonna barely going to be one wear for With like five minutes? Is, Come on. That is such a weird part about being a kid is that you just like have to 
get rid of your clothes all the time. Yeah. Right. Because you're just like growing all the time. You're on that beach. Like, is there another family on the down the beach who has a kid who's experienced the same thing? And maybe we could get some of their clothes, like some a hand me down situation on the beach here. We sent like emergency clothes to school with my five year old at the beginning of the school year. And we got them back at the end of the school year. And they're just like comically small. Like they, he wouldn't fit into them at all. Oh, oh, like, right. Great. The span of a year. Some use out of this. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Where's he going to school? That beach? Yeah. He goes yeah. to, yeah. yeah. His, he's shaving now, which yeah. is weird wow. for, Congrats. it's weird for a five year old, but yeah. We'll figure Are your glasses out. broken? Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys yeah. getting into a tiff? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's getting pretty strong too. <laughs> he sneezed and he accidentally headbutted yeah. and he broke my glasses. Uh, the accidental headbutt is real. Yeah, uh, I saw that the other the day. I felt really Oof. bad for this mom who was like looking at her baby, and the baby—it's a baby had like loose head. Yeah, like, and it looked like the the recoil was so real. I was like, oh god, Oof. We're yeah, painful. Not, not doing that. Not having a kid just for that. Don't want an accidental <laughs> headbutt. No, Help sir. me out. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and come up with another really good reason not to have a kid. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. And Quentin Tarantino made headlines this past week because he basically announced that he has never forgiven his mom for being dismissive of his uh, writing career. He yeah. says. just said on a podcast, he revealed this terrible back and forth about when he was a kid and his mom was essentially saying, like, you need to focus on school and not writing. And this is the quote, quote. And then in the middle of her little tirade, she said, oh, and by the way, this little writing career with the finger quotes, this little writing career that you're doing, that shit is fucking over. <laughs> then he basically clarified that his mom meant that she didn't want him writing in class when, when he was, he was supposed quote, to be doing something else. When he was, quote, as he quoted, supposed to be doing something else. Yeah, fucking learning, you child. And then <laughs> he goes on to say, and when she said that to me in that sarcastic way, I was in my head and I go, okay, lady, when I become a successful writer, you will never see one penny from my success. There will be no house for you. There's no vacation for you. No Elvis Cadillac for mommy. You get nothing because you said that. There are consequences for your words as you deal with your children. Remember, there are consequences for your sarcastic tone about what's meaningful to them. Wow. I mean, I'm sure he said and like thought all those things at the moment. And then most kids like, calm down 15 minutes later and they're like, oh, I guess I should not be writing in the middle of math class. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they like stay mad. But dude, no, they, El but no Elvis Cadillac. I was like, that like, is for really mommy. Specific. Also, it's <laughs> an anecdote I have about him. The two times I've seen Quentin Tarantino out and like I've seen him order a drink. He drinks Cadillac margaritas. So I don't mm -hmm. know if he got cat. He's been having Cadillac on the brain for a minute. Just a side mm -hmm. note. I think he even put that in one of the movies he directed, didn't he? And like a really? death proof, he like makes people Cadillac margaritas and like makes the characters like he plays a bartender and oh. makes the characters be like, these are so good. Your margaritas are the best, dude. Wait, what's a Cadillac margarita? What is that? 
It's a margarita. It's the floater. Let me just tell let me. Let me let me tell you what the difference I think it is a here. Shot of tequila, right? The Cadillac Margarita. Oh, so they're saying uses premium top shelf. Oh, Grand Marnier. That's what it is. That's the that's the uh, difference makers. That there's Grand Marnier in it. I just love that he's like sticking to the same like logic and attitude that he had as like a twelve year old. It's like, no, I'm not gonna like mature beyond this like, right, right. statement I made as a child. It's interesting. Yeah, they they ask his mom like the tablets like, hey, what do you think about this? And she was like, I love my son. Like I have no ill will towards him. I think like I'm glad I was at his wedding and like I heard about the. She said like I'm glad to know about the birth of his son or something. So like there's clearly some distance there. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> and to then, know but, about. But then she go, went on to say, I also quote, do not wish to participate in this salacious transactional media frenzy. So I was like. Good for yes. you. You just said, I'm yes. dead in this shit, bro. Don't drag me into this. Yeah, my son's a fucking fuck boy, but I don't care. I don't <laughs> need his money good anyway. Good for her. So Good for I, her. But I also wanted to play this clip from, it's a Charlie Rose interview with Quentin Tarantino from right when Pulp Fiction hit, and he was first becoming, you know, nationally famous. And it's him actually talking about his relationship with his mom and when he's at the beginning of his fame, he has a much different kind of story to tell about right. his parents' role in his career. So we're going to hear Charlie Rose basically like, so did you want to be a director from when you were a little kid? And this is Quentin's answer. Uh, by the way, flying on whatever substance he was flying on for <laughs> what uh, year is it? 15 years. Uh, 94. 95, 94. Okay. Yeah, 94. Okay. Oh, it's the only thing that director, I... Director, screenwriter, just get me well, in this business. I want to be there. Well, it was funny. I didn't say director, screenwriter, because I, mean, I guess I always knew that movies were written, but I didn't know what a director yeah, was, you know. Right. But uh, um, actually, my, 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 my parents okay, said, well, you should huh. be a director someday, and yeah. everything. I didn't know what that was. I wanted to be an actor, because when you're a little kid, yeah. and you want to be you involved in movies. You identify with people on the screen. So you say, well, I want to do what they do. Yeah. And um, so all through my childhood... All right, I thought, you know, I'm going to be an actor, I'm going to be an actor. And I wanted to be an actor. And, um, but oddly enough, though, I remember, my, my mom tells stories, and I remember them. She doesn't have to remind me of them, where I would, like, uh, see <laughs> okay. a movie, and I'd like it. Shade. And I used to play with G.I. Joes all the time. Tell me. You know, I had a whole bunch of G.I. Joes, those dolls. I remember and I would always mom? play movies, basically. I would just kind of, like, do my version of whatever yeah. I saw. You Every know? kid And then does I would, that. like, be acting out all the parts with all the G.I. Joes, and I would be, like, you know, kind of, like, directing these little plays just for myself with the G.I. Joes. And the same thing is like, you know, I would, you know, and I'd see some movie because I saw all kinds of stuff, not just Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, but like all kinds of like, uh, uh, um, you know, my mom took me to see Carlin Knowledge and The Wild Bunch and all these kind of movies when I was a kid. And so like... Because she, you wanted to do it? Because she... N no, she just like, movie's a movie. Yeah, There's right. nothing he's going to see in a movie that's going to mess him up. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I mean, like, and there are some kids that... Is would she be still saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, today she's very happy she did that. Yes. Yeah. But it's huh. like... Huh. So, huh. she hmm. went out of her way to take him to movies that were going to feed his obsession. She told him he was going to be a director before he knew what that meant. Mm -hmm. Like I, my, <laughs> the reason this stuck out to me when I, when I read this story is because I remember being like, Oh, that's such a cool thing that somebody's actually like giving flowers to their parents. Like, right. and like you're seeing how, because most celebrities don't do that. Most celebrities kind of rewrite their narrative. So they never got any help, but that's why I think this is a very, instructive kind of story about just how America works that like 
he has rewritten his own story. So instead of like believing in him and helping him like come up with the idea that became his career and his life, he rewrites it so that his mom is like, you'll never be shit. Right. And his mom, (laughs) and it's just like, that's, (laughs) <laughs> like I I think about this a lot with Drake too. Like you could uh, you can see the evolution of Drake in in his songs where it starts out and he's just like an actor who had a dream of rapping and his friends and his mom like help him and soon it becomes like everyone's against him like starting from the bottom of like I don't know what you were famous by the time your brain was fully formed. I don't Right. But <laughs> we we need the bootstrap smith so bad that I know we reward people for like editing it, editing their backstory. So and like behaving like complete monstrous sociopaths and like turning on the people who actually helped pull them up out of, you know, the muck of normalcy. We we want them to like turn on those people and just like make it so that nobody believed in me. And then I became this right. singular genius. And it's like my that's, mother rarely how it works i mean at this on one level i'm like oh it's interesting he has a lot of violent scenes involving women in his films <laughs> i'm like curious huh. what is going on really like what version is real was he did he not want to give that up in the charlie rose interview because he had there's some something's fucked up with him and his mom clearly he's got some he's got some fucked up shit with his mom and like i would i wouldn't be surprised if he has that kind of complex where he like is obsessed with her in both positive and negative ways. Right, and like sure. it, com- it clearly comes, something's coming out in his work. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it sounds like, I mean, my guess would be like, they've probably had moments in their relationship that have, have been better or, and sometimes worse. It sounds like it's bad now. Cause she hasn't or like met the kid or something. Which great to I hear about think, his kid. <laughs> yeah. And to hear like, about the kid, oh. like sounds like drama. <laughs> sounds like some drama. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And then I just think of like, who, I mean, if, if for him to really be like, no, I don't want to do any, like, I'm not fucking helping her in no way. I mean, you'd think that it was chronic, just absolute undercutting from his mom. Because, like, look, I think everybody grew up and you're, my, we had parents who were like, man, stop fucking with that nonsense or whatever. Right. Like, you need to focus on it. I never took that and be like, oh, I'm going to fucking show you, mom, because <laughs> you want to act sarcastic. I'm going to fucking wait till COVID hit. I'm going to be like, I don't give a fuck if you need groceries. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? I mean, like, on some- it's not a good it's not a good look to be like a rich person bragging about not giving your parents money <laughs> like right. for such a petty reason, like right. regardless of the reason, like it's just like you should do that in private. Like if you're if you're going to fuck over your parents, like and you, everyone knows you're rich, like maybe don't like advertise it. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Also, his mom's clearly very like just the trans salacious transactional media <laughs> like the transactional i think is like oh wow she's really smart and, yeah uh, exactly. oh that is that's tarantino's mom <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds exactly. like it sounds like lucille bluth you yes. know giving quotes she's like, yeah. right? like do not just wish daggers. to participate in the salacious transactional media frenzy it's like your son is crying out for help <laughs> I don't, sounds have, like a I lawyer don't understand or the question and I won't respond to it. <laughs> yeah, it uh, I don't know. His son's name's Leo, too. Oh, okay. Cool. I wonder if that's named after who? After Leo? I'd hope yeah. so. The vaping the vaping AirPod fucking king of Hollywood? <laughs> fucking better be. <babe. laughs> 
director. Carbon I really neutral love that king. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Carbon, <laughs> yeah, dude. The CNK. He, they did say, though, that he admitted, like, okay, he did help her once. Like, he said, with, like, he helped her out of a jam with the IRS. Okay. He said, but no house, okay. though, no Cadillac. Okay. So I'm not a total <laughs> monster. So it's like, so you did kind of help her then. Okay. It's so, also, I think there's, you know, the the part where you hear him say, and she doesn't need to tell me because I remember the story myself. Yeah, like, and, oh, yeah. yeah there's something. Just <laughs> the anger that you can see in this podcast recounting of the scene that he has chosen to make, like, sort of the central memory of his mom. It's also that thing where I, I do feel like when you become very famous, you stop having to develop as a human being. And mm -hmm. a lot of this shit feels yes. like early 20s angst. angst that you grow out of pretty quickly. And that, right. you know. It's... Yeah, because it's definitely like, yeah, that angst of when you're cry screaming at your parents saying, you don't even know me. <laughs> right. Like, but into middle age. <laughs> It's it is so funny. Like, I mean, I think like, you know, we all regress around our parents and like have mm -hmm. fucked up baggage or whatever. Like, yeah. it's just funny to be like doing that in public <laughs> like right. on a podcast like <laughs> when you're going Tarantino. I guess like, hey, we're all human. We all don't want to buy our mommies a, an Elvis Cadillac. <laughs> right. Because they were mean to us once. Yeah. We all still say mommy. Yeah. When we I know we all say mommy. Let me tell you something, Charlie. I'm like, mommy, <laughs> fuck you. You know? <laughs> and she was like, Quentin. I said, no, mommy, I'm done with this. So fuck you, bitch. And that's me, Quentin. Okay? Like, whoa. That's a good Quentin. That's a good, yeah. that's a good Quentin. I, if I was uh, Quentin Tarantino's mom, I would just like lie about having more IRS trouble. I'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, no. They're after me again. <laughs> Time to cut a check. But actually, make it out to uh, Brent's pool supply. <laughs> yeah. and then in the notes in the notes put down payment for hot tub and then and then my address <laughs> i'm sure all like both of those stories are true his mom telling him that he's never going to be a writer and also his mom taking him to violent movies he wanted to see because she could tell that there was something there with him and also telling him he was going to be a director it's just you know uh, yeah. relationships with parents are infinite there's an infinite number of like memories that you could choose to go with and it's right it's just i think very american to cling to the one where nobody nobody thought you could do it rocky yeah because if you yeah. zoom out it just sounds like a mom who's like okay he's not paying attention in school anymore because yeah. he's so into this thing and i've i've been there too i've been completely distracted and then one of your parents like hey knock this shit off you need to fucking get through school yeah, And then saying something like that. But he's like, and then she was like, this is fucking over. Her little tirade, as he called it. Like, <laughs> a little geez. tirade. Wow. I love the, I love the, like, the concept of, like, bashing your child's career. <laughs> like, specifically saying, like, your writing career is over. Like, your career, like, you're, like, 10 yeah. years old. And, right. Like, <laughs> your your, <laughs> your little writing over. career <laughs> is over. Like, the word career makes me think, like, this conversation never happened. <laughs> like, I don't know if the <laughs> You would say that. Because like, <laughs> right. he wasn't like winning. What career? Like, yeah, he wasn't reading like the child script writing contests of like the 70s or something where they're like, this no, child like, is a genius. <laughs> but when you're a kid, I can imagine like inventing the word career in your mind because you think you right. have a career. But right. like, I don't, I can't imagine a parent saying that to a child, but whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Probably fake. 
<laughs> could be. Could be. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about back to school. And we're back. And school is back in sesh, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some some parts of the country, Nevada, Florida, Mississippi. Yeah. How's, how's it going, Miles? I mean, just a cursory look at the headlines and it's, they're terrifying. Okay. So just, I just searched school COVID this morning because I'm just, because, oh, you know, I, I saw one thing about like, in, so in Florida, four teachers just died of COVID. It's like before the school year even started. So it wasn't that they got it in school, but they're like four teachers aren't like are like the students are going to find out that their teachers passed away like days before the year started. Oh, my God. And they said that three of the four were unvaccinated or at least three of the four were unvaccinated, according to the school union president. And they were like on summer break when they caught it and just tragically passed away right before the school year. And I was like, oh, my God. God. So then I was like, what possibly working service jobs to supplement their income, but who knows? Yeah. But then you see another thing in Florida 400 students and faculty must isolate after a COVID exposure at school. So, for over 400 students in Palm Beach County, they had to quarantine just two days after school began because of a a coronavirus outbreak at school. And so they're like, yeah, essentially, like when school began, 51 students and staff had tested positive. So in total, 440 have had to isolate. I said, oh, my God. And this school has a mask mandate, but parents can opt out. So it's not I don't know what the point of that mandate is. Then you look at Nevada. This other one said more than 80 students were potentially exposed to COVID-19 on the first day of class in Reno, Nevada on Monday after a parent sent their child to school, despite both the parent and child receiving a positive COVID-19 test just two days earlier. The exposed students had to quarantine at home and started distance learning on Tuesday. I mean, so my question, the numbers They're all fucking car wrecks. You know the I mean? numbers in Florida are worse than they were at the peak of of covid like right. last year when everybody was doing distance learning. It it just feel like I, I was just talking to a friend of mine who like works on software sales and was doing a demo thing for a bunch of clients. And he was talking about how at the beginning of the day, everyone was masked because they didn't know each other. But by the end of the day, he was the only person wearing a mask. He's like, it's not like we got more vaccinated over the course of the day. Right. People just got a tired of it and be just like more comfortable, I guess, with and I feel like that's where we're at with just the pandemic at large. We're just like done, tired and also just comfortable with the idea of dying of COVID. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of people, too, though, have like their own like flawed anecdotal data set that says, like, dude, I've been doing my shit and I've been healthy or I haven't gotten sick. So what is and now I'm vaccinated even better. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of psychological things that too that like I think make people not necessarily that they're like, I don't give a fuck if I die more. So like, I mean, I'm based on this current plan I'm on, I've been doing great. So why yeah. the fuck should I change anything? And I think that's where I think for even my I find myself feeling like that too. But then I'm like, 
oh, right. But prior to this, I was not socializing. I was like, right. I was taking my safety very seriously. And it's not, it's not that I was out in high risk situations constantly and not getting sick, but like we sort of begin to, you know, rearrange the order of things to sort of make ourselves more comfortable with things. Or at least the, for me, that's ha- that's happened. The CDC, I, I think it was the director of CDC or some health official straight up said it was like weeks ago. They were like, if you're not vaccinated, you are going to get the Delta variant. Like that is how communicable Oof. this is. Like it right. is it's happening. When, not if. Sorry, it is yeah. a thousand it's times so more contagious. prevalent in the nasal cavities of people, even people who are vaccinated, who are, have breakthrough infections. There's a thousand times more COVID particles. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but. I heard someone say, someone at work, and this is not a scientist. This is someone just at my work, but so it could be wrong. Hey, in 2021, someone, that might as well be a fucking Nobel Prize winning <laughs> scientist. Right. So, someone at my work was like, the regular COVID is like a spray bottle and the Delta is like a hose. Yeah. In terms of just like, you're yeah, going to get it. Yeah. And again, and you look, uh, sorry, I wasn't even done with the headlines because uh, we have to take <laughs> a, a trip over to Mississippi. 5,000 in isolation after three days of school was a headline. Nearly, and this is from the article, quote, nearly 5,000 children, educators, and school staff are quarantined in Mississippi after returning classrooms at the start of the school year. Some under mask optional policies. The 69 outbreaks reported between August 2nd to August 6th, which was the second week of school for some districts, resulted in nearly 1,000 teacher or 1,000 children and 300 teachers and staff testing positive. I mean, oh my God, that sucks so bad. I can't even say nice after you said 69. I, I can't even either. And I famously love right. 69. You're, yes. Did I say 69? Oh, yeah, 69 outbreaks. 69 outbreaks, bro. I mean, that's how bad it is. That's that you how didn't bad even it is. notice. Yeah. You didn't even notice that you said 69. And we're Things trying to bring 69 dark. culture back, too. It's a shame. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I, I, I don't know. There, every article you read is like, it's a bad, nothing's turning out great. I think the best piece of news we got is that Lollapalooza only like could be attributed to like maybe just under 200 or like around 220 infections from Lollapalooza. So it wasn't oh, like a super spreader event. So everyone's that's like, good. Okay, well, I mean, that's like, good. it's not good, but hey, it's better for, than I thought. Look yeah, at those pictures. Right. For as many people, you're like, but it seemed like but most it's people like, were on the like, What is it? Because it's outside. Outside yeah. is still outside is still the way to go. Yeah, but still not foolproof, it. it seems. You know what I mean? And, right. And again, you have people who were unvaccinated too there who just had to bring negative tests and things like that. But it's just the hard part about reading all these headlines is like you just know that this is going to end tragically before they yes. figure out that they should have never gone like gone back to in-person instruction without these like really simple safety precautions and measures put into place. And I've... I'm not a parent, Jack. I know you're a parent, allegedly, and some people I know that are parents. But like, my heart goes out to y'all because like having to navigate this world where it seems like other parents' ideas of safety is diametrically opposed to yours in the sense that it's like this antithetical thing. It's like, well, we're just kind of dice rolling it with our kid, but we've but we feel this is safe. Just feels like total chaos. Yeah, I mean, such chaos. We're not back to school yet. Mm-hmm. 
I have to just based on last year, it seems like everybody was very into the precautions. So I'm hoping that we have we have the the right community for it. But right. Yeah, man, it's it's so scary. I I have a couple of friends who are teachers and we just like had a big like party. I mean, not a big party, you know, like eight of us came over to their house to have like a bye see it till the school year's over right. like because we're all vaxxed they're vaxxed but they were like yeah like we're just gonna be like vectors of disease for a little bit like we're gonna get covid like just because they're going back to in-person learning and they're like they're very scared right they're not feeling good about it no yeah uh it's like yeah so this these are the, the stakes right now and it's the most wonderful time of the year it turns yes out. yeah it's ma- it's fall yeah, yeah, the fall. It's the fall. It's the fall. It's fall. It's the fall. <laughs> why is that? Why does the South go back so early to school? Yeah, I never. That's the news point, to me. I didn't know that. I remember when I lived in Kentucky, we would go back to school at the beginning of August, and it's like, okay, so it's extra hot and uncomfortable. So we're gonna go back because it's the South. It doesn't fully make sense. Maybe it's like a farming thing or something. It it seems just based on a quick search, it seems like it has a lot to do with farming. Earlier start of the season, southern students would get out sooner in May to help on the farm than northern students who typically got out of school in June. So because Uh, of this, they go back to school in August while the northerners go back to school in September. What about SoCal? (laughs) We're just vibing, y'all. We just kind of vibe it out. Hit the marina, bro. We just vibe it out. We just vibe it out, bro. (laughs) Well, speaking of vibing it out in SoCal, Caitlyn Jenner is running a very serious campaign (laughs) for governor. So serious. serious, Super serious. So serious. serious. Yeah. You mean a Big Brother Australia contestant, Caitlyn Jenner? (laughs) (laughs) She was doing a like walk and talk tour of Venice Beach to essentially just, you know, point at the unhoused and be like, oh, God, what a nuisance, right? Gavin Newsom should be out. What are my ideas for? I don't know. Look, I just got back from Australia. I'm jet lagged. But God, during this, a lot of people had a lot of questions for Caitlyn Jenner. And to your point, Kate, mostly being like, uh, you just were on Australian celebrity Big Brother, like in the middle of this, like, what is going on? This feels like a stunt. So first, People were asking, like, hey, is this like, do you have some kind of money making business deals on the side that are like tied to this campaign? And she got so fucking evasive. I just want to play you some clips of people just asking very normal questions of a gubernatorial candidate at a press conference. Oh, my God. Check this just straight up fucking pro answer from Caitlin asking, are you have you pursued any money making ventures based on this campaign? Uh, a lot of people have said that this is a vanity campaign. Can you reassure California voters that you haven't pursued any money-making ventures related to this campaign, reality shows, books, etc.? I've never worked so hard for nothing in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Um, no, I had a prior commitment in Australia that was before this campaign even started. And... Uh, not like most politicians, I actually honor my contracts. Um, uh, yes, and I do have a job. I think every candidate uh, that is running on this. Anyway, it's like another minute of just uncomfortable. Like, hmm, uh, well, you know. Uh, she also and- does everything besides make the jerk off hand motion when she refers <laughs> to the campaign. She's like right. this. 
campaign and whatever the fuck she's so over she seems over it i think like it's a i don't know if it's not like it's a valid question but also like it's like when you're a celebrity the way that caitlin jenner is a celebrity like everything you do is for your personal brand which like will make you money like so like obviously like she's making money from like being in the news like it's gonna turn into money like her relevancy, like she's gonna book more reality things, like she's gonna Right. Whatever. Like it does this is the this is the Kardashian business model. I think right. the thing my brain is objecting to is that she wasn't more ready to lie. Like like as a as a politician. Come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And you it, gotta the funny thing was like after the fact, like one of her reps like reached out to like the journalist and like answered the question like directly and was like, no, this has nothing to do with making money. And they're like, well, why? And they're like, they just weren't prepared to answer questions on that, oh my God. that moment. It's like, well, how are you? Huh. Then you're not a serious candidate. But again, very serious campaign, very serious, very serious goals. And, you know, you move on. We're in a fucking pandemic. So. Not just, you know, the, the unhoused, which I get is a really popular talking point to just smear the poor, but also trying to say like, you know, hey, do you, you want to run this state? What about COVID? You know, what do you think about you know, like vaccine mandates and things like that? That might be something you'd probably want to weigh in on as the potential governor. And then this is just another great answer. Of just rapid response. You could tell she's been thinking about this. It was a no-brainer to respond to such a simple question. (laughs) What's your plan on how to deal with the Delta variant if you're governor? Right now, we have to follow the science. California is currently (laughs) mandating masks in schools. Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is fighting against masks in schools. Should kids in schools be wearing masks? Um, that's really up to the science of it. Uh, I'm, the CDC I'm says they a, should. Yes. And she is CDC, such a I fucking dumbass. That, what the CDC says. But to be honest with you, I, I'm, I don't know if that is the answer. Masks. Wait, so you said do what the CDC says. Yeah, we should follow science. But to be honest, I don't know if science is the best thing. Oh, my huh? God. Then when someone like in the crowd, like at like during like the press spray, like when people are just choose taking questions, someone's like, what do you think about mandating vaccines, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> she's like, I'm here to talk about the issues of the day, like referring to the unhoused. And then another porter's is like, we're in a pandemic, though. <laughs> just crickets. So, oh, my God. Yeah, we're very lucky in the state of California to be looking down the barrel of just, you know, Bring back fucking Gavin Newsom, who's not doing the best, or just a Republican to fully fuck things up. So, yeah. so fucked. September 14th, Californians, but time to gotta, go to the polls. I do like. You know that, like, you know that, like, Caitlin running this, like, joke of a campaign and then Kanye's, like, whatever that was, mm-hmm. the birthday party thing, like, Kim is sitting back and she's just, like, taking notes. Like, she's, she's, like, oh, yeah. definitely going to be running in the next like five years for something yeah attorney general these are the guinea pig campaigns testing out the waters for kim kardashian can you right (laughs) she's like she she becomes like a total autocrat she's like i've been studying the great minds for for decades and it's time for me to make my move i mean that would be the the one campaign i would be frightened of 
that that might I'm terrified because she's gonna have Chris <laughs> Jenner in her corner. So and she's, she's like so smart. Yeah, I know. Chris Chris Jenner's a mastermind. But before any of that happens, we're gonna see how the Donald Trump Jr. Uh, Scott Disick ticket works out in the yeah. 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like those two. Lord Disick. Yes. Yikes. Bring them together. Oh, there was another thing I wanted to mention. During this like walk and talk tour of, you know, of trying to appear as like a serious candidate who's trying to address things like the unhoused population in in LA, she was like walking with like three like homelessness advocates who were like trying to explain what's going on and what's needed. But they were also like pretty hostile with her. And even though this was like an event made to be like, I'm going to be talking with advocates. None of them were like, oh, yeah, I'm not. An, I would never endorse her. <laughs> They're like, she want to talk. I'm telling her. I'm telling her as a candidate, like what's needed. But like none of those people were there as to be to endorse her at all. So the whole thing was like a very bizarre press event. Yeah, this is one of those unfortunate political situations where I think Californians need to get out there and vote for the lesser of two evils, because if, you know. It's yeah, there's going to be a lot of Republicans who are voting. And so Californians just all need to go out and vote no. And then we'll hopefully do better at the next primary. But yeah, because the other thing is Jenner's behind in the polls. Larry Elder is in front, the black conservative radio host. Oh, yeah. So you can only imagine what kinds of ideas for progress he might have or doesn't have. But Mm. yeah, it's truly a fucked if you do and super fucked if you don't kind of situation yeah. because like i said last time if diane feinstein were to go down the governor is the person who would pick the replace the interim you know replacement for oh, her as a fuck. senator so if that were to happen on their watch you could now just see the senate math going real wacky all of a sudden and also Oof. a lot of the executive appointments they could just replace the policy stuff would be a lot harder because of the veto proof majorities in the legislature but the other stuff as it relates to executive appointments and those other responsibilities could easily cause plenty of fucking just nonsense. Feinstein's pretty old, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> well, Kate, as always, such a pleasure having you on Daily Zeitgeist. Oh, such a pleasure. I this is the most beautiful paradise of a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh. Where can people find you? And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? My friend, my best friend, Joan Haley Ford, was just tweeting about like her her tits going off at TSA. And I thought that was pretty funny. (laughs) So (laughs) everyone follow Joan for good tit tweets (laughs) at Joan Haley Ford, I think. And where can people find you? Um, I'm at Kate Raft and I do a Twitch show with my husband. It's called Jack AM. That's twitch.tv slash Jack AM every weekday at 7 a.m. Pacific. And also, I want to plug, I have a single out on Spotify or wherever you get music for my group, Yellow Star. If you want to stream, it's called No Genitals, Just Vibes. Nice. Hell yeah. It's about about not having genitals. And just vibes. If that's your vibe, stream No Genitals, Just Vibes. Okay. Wonderful. Might have to write out on that one. Yeah, yeah. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been in? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Gray. Also, go, if you like 90 Day Fiance, check out the other show, 420 Day Fiance, with Sophie Alexander and I. Uh, that's also on twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance. Some tweets that I like. 
First one is from Callie at Callie Bloxam, B-L-O-X-A-M, tweeted, being new at a job is so embarrassing for no reason. Mm. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's true. Those like feels like the weirdest first day of school shits. Like you at that school where you don't know anybody is definitely what those first couple of days at a new gig is like. And then another one is from Dan White at at Dan White. Tweeted, set up my stepdad's Wi-Fi with a screen cap of a conversation with someone called Frank Dupepe. And I guess this is his stepdad. He says, hey, Dan, we're having dinner guests over and can't figure out this new modem you set up. What's our Wi-Fi network? He replies, Frank's big, fat, throbbing Wi-Fi. Jesus Christ. Why would you do that? It was the default suggestion. I swear to God, or the Xfinity guy did it, but I definitely didn't make it. What's our password? Password, Frank hyphen got hyphen a hyphen DUI hyphen in hyphen 2009 exclamation point. Fuck you. How do I change this fucking thing? He's like, you have to bring the modem to the top of it. It just goes on and on. But yeah, what so stupid. One of the greats. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can come hang out with us at the live show. Like we mentioned, yeah, yeah. link to ticks in the show notes. Sure nights. Shy nights. A tweet I've been enjoying. Jeff Loveness tweeted, ask Ted Lasso who he voted for in 2016. Wait, I found I found Jones tweet if I could if I could read it. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a two-parter. TSA guy felt up my tits today. He had to remain professional, but you could tell he was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) And then here's part two. So apparently the TSA just considers my boobs a potential deadly weapon now, which is fair since everyone who sees them comes to death. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Great tweets. I also like to tweet from Ali Siegel who, who... tweeted a former guest ali siegel who tweeted whoever named the spider daddy long legs seems horny mm-hmm. so true so horny so true. the horniest name of the anything ever name. maybe yeah yeah what is the what's the history behind daddy that? long legs <laughs> <laughs> honestly like i never thought about that, that but spider? you're like Yo. excessively horny yeah, so <laughs> excessively <laughs> horny check out daddy long legs over there huh honey that's <laughs> okay. a fucking spider in our attic all right, all right, all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> oh my God. Who is he? Who is that? <laughs> Who's that? Who is that? Very fuckable spider. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the tickets to our live show, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending people to go check out today? I mean, I feel like it's a no brainer at this point. You got to go on down to Spotify and check out the new single from Kate Raff. No genitals, just vibes. Yeah, yo. And just put that in your fucking ear holes right now. New. Yes. All right. It's from my group, Yellow Star. Shout out, Yellow Star. Shout out, Yellow Star. Shout out, all things yellow. Shout out, stars. Exactly. The, the movie out. channel. And <laughs> shout out, Daddy Longlegs. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, we're going to suggest you go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And hey, we'll talk to you then. Bye. 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 Bye.